The Home Show with Colour Trend. Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint. This is News Talk. Welcome along to The Home Show with me, Sinead Ryan. On the show this morning, take cover as we look at the explosion of inflatable furniture that's set to blow up in shops. We'll be in the company of royalty when I meet the quilting queens from Limerick on how the craft has found a new life. And move over wooden floors, Lino's back in town and it's bigger and bolder than ever. If you'd like to get involved in the show today, you can text us here on The Home Show at 53106 for 30 cent, email us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com or find me on Twitter at Sinead underscore Ryan. And remember, you can listen live or listen back to the show and all of our podcasts on the News Talk app, which is powered by Go Loud. Now, the schools are back. No doubt you've already received the artwork masterpieces, maybe a Halloween pumpkin. There'll be a lot of paper chains and cotton wool snowmen to come uh, for Christmas. It's all very, very cute but it can get a bit out of hand when you add in all the goo the holiday souvenirs so kindly given to you by relatives and friends and bits and pieces of stuff that other people bring to your house. It is a problem I think on what to decide to keep and where do you put it all? I mean, if people call around, do you have to have the lovely plate from Turkey that they gave you? Uh, do you put it in a cabinet, stick it on the fridge, special shelves in the sitting room? Later on, I'll be asking Roisin Murphy what her view is and showing her something of mine that I have kept uh, for very, very many years and whether I should continue to keep it or not. So what I want to ask you this morning is do you keep all the artwork, the drawings, the souvenirs, the hand paintings, the ornaments that come back to your house? Where do you keep it? What's your favourite? And what do you think you're obliged to keep in case somebody calls around to take a look? Get in touch with us at 53106 for 30 cent. Email us with pictures if you want on uh, the home show at newstalk.com and I will take a look at them later and I will retweet the, uh, the very nice ones. All right, you're very welcome along to the home show this morning. Now, what does a beach ball and an armchair have in common? Well, nothing unless you look into the exploding trend of inflatable furniture that is set to hit shops next year. Many designers are experimenting with this novelty trend with some stunning results for your home furniture. And to guide us through the very strange world of inflatable interiors is Home of the Year winner, a good friend of the home show, never full of hot air. It's Jennifer Sheehan. (laughs) Good morning, Jennifer. Welcome back to the home show. Thanks for having me. This is all a bit Austin Powers. Yeah, that's why I love it. Okay, so I am going to come in strong and say I am all over this trend. Bit of inflatable furniture, you know, as a teenager in the noughties, this was huge at the time and I just love it. Now, it goes back further than that because when I think of inflatable furniture and I'm conscious I'm much older than you, I'm thinking of all that stuff from the 60s you know yes. Californian poolside mansions exactly blow up the chairs. Bora Bora pool was the classic <laughs> gorgeous you know blow up little inflatable pool out the back and they're still available um, I'll give a link in a while but yeah so 60s was massive for inflatable furniture um, it was actually I've done my homework here invented in the 40s by an engineer called Walter Bird and at the time there was a lot of experimentation going on with materials and what they could be used for um, to win the war right World War II and so he did it originally to protect radar antennae for the, for the military. 
Um, and obviously it's come, it's taken on some evolutions since then to the board. I'd say it looked a bit different then. It's quite different. Yeah, so so he did that. He did it for the military. And then he himself saw the potential for inflatables. Mm. And so after the war, he started experimenting with inflatable storage sheds. He made uh, the pools that we all know and love today yeah. uh, and greenhouses, inflatable greenhouses. Okay. Which you can still Oh, do, I yeah. can understand that the, the novelty in that because of the heat retention and all that kind of thing. Exactly. And lilos, of course. Lilos. Yeah, so smart okay. guy, Walter Bird. Yeah. So it really, when it really took off then, as you said, was the 60s. So the space race was happening, you know, massive uh, investment in mass production for, for the, you know, the, the middle market, let's and say. And it looked, at the time, I imagine it looked hugely futuristic. Yeah. Yeah. You're you all know, going to be riding around in rocket machines yeah. and, you know, blow, blow up furniture would be kind of part of the new interior look away from this heavy teak and mahogany. Yeah, absolutely. It's quite Jetsons. You know, there was there was blimps going on. There was, there was you know, everything was supposed to be easy and fast and mass producible um, and futuristic. And it looked like that. It mm. looks a bit like a spaceship. Some of them do. Yeah, exactly. OK, so talk to me then about um, how it entered our homes yeah. for the first time and what kind of pieces we were we were looking at then and maybe looking at now. Yeah. So back in the 60s, we had all that classic inflatable, uh, you know, armchairs were, were kind of new coming in, but classic inflatable pools, lilos, all that kind of stuff was massive. They even had gazebos. They had ottomans. They had lamps, which actually look really nice because the entire... Right. Interior can be, you know, filled with light fairly easily. And that looks pretty cool, especially if it's outside and it's nighttime. But when it really came to my personal attention was in the 90s. So kind of late 90s, early 2000s, there was a (laughs) raft all over Ireland. There were inflatable everything. You know, if you were growing up around that time, you had an inflatable armchair or an inflatable ottoman or some type of a beanbag type situation. And hopefully an inflatable pool because they're, I mean, they're still magic. I love those. So, they were massive. There was inflatable backpacks. I remember someone in my class in school had an inflatable backpack. Obviously, it burst. It was a disaster of an idea, but we thought it was very <laughs> cool at the time. And of course, when when you take the air out of any of these things, they fold tiny, like oh, yeah. very, very small. So yeah. there, you can see the practical application totally. of it. But on the other hand, you have that, you know, <laughs> bang moment when it all okay, goes wrong. So let's stick with the good because I think there is a lot of good to be had here, right? And, you know, material science has come a long way since the early noughties. Um, so, there, you know, things have evolved and the bang is hopefully less ubiquitous. So the good is, I think they look cool. They can be super colourful. They can come in lots of different materials. You know, there's a lot of flexibility around what they can be made from and what colours they can mm. be made from. They're super light so mm. you can carry them anywhere. They're quite cheap. They are... Um, very easy to put away. So I was really thinking about this for my own house. I have a small living room and I have a really nice couch, but I don't have armchairs that I can move around. So when people come over, you know, for movie nights, yeah. I'd love to be able to stick in an armchair, but I can't enter <gasps> the inflatable couch. Like it's just perfect. Have you ever used inflatable furniture oh, yourself? Oh, yes. Yes, oh, I have. right. Tell I us all. I was going, I remember this was sometime in kind of the mid noughties, uh, about 2008, 2009. I was studying for for a stint in the Netherlands and I had just set up a bank account with, I can't remember which bank right now, but another bank, a rival bank, were offering a free free inflatable couch if you said, so I like, <laughs> change banks. Right. There's a, <laughs> so that I could get a free, which was probably worth about 20 quid. Novelty marketing. Novelty marketing. But I, I, have so, I have such a funny memory of having this in our student house and it was green. It was Abbey and Amaro Bank, if anyone knows it. Green Bank. And I had this good friend in college, Paula, really 
you know, gorgeous, but very, very petite little Colombian girl. And we used to play this game where the couch was slightly deflated. She'd sit on one end. Somebody would jump on the other <laughs> end. She'd go flying across the room <laughs> and nearly hit the room. Hours of, was there alcohol involved, Hours. Jennifer, I with the inflatable chair? Or, or absence of alcohol, but yes, that's <laughs> I am speaking with Jennifer, the debauched Jennifer Sheehan, winner of Home of the Year here on the Home Show on News Talk. Uh, now, the so that's the advantages of inflatable That's the advantage. That's the good stuff. That's now, the good stuff. There is another side to it. There's a bad side. I don't really need to mention the squeaks now, before we ever get to the kind of sticking a needle in it. Yeah. Uh, what can go wrong with inflatables? They squeak. They leak. If you have a cat, it's just not for you. Right. Inflatable <laughs> furniture is not for you. I can see that. You will claw to pieces. Any pets. And it's just, any pets. Yeah. <laughs> any small children <laughs> small indeed. Small children or pets. Not for you. Um, and the one major factor that I can speak to from personal experience is do not sit on a piece of inflatable furniture or any type of plastic with your bare legs because you will lose about five layers of skin when you go to stand up. It's awful. And so actually, I wonder then, should we add to the bad list, putting it in a sunspot in your house because oh, yeah. it must get very warm and maybe unst- unstable <laughs> and sticky. It gets unstable and sticky and the heat, you know, the air expands in the heat so it can leak a lot. So if it's been sitting in a sunspot where it's getting warmer and warmer and warmer, the air inside is expanding. It's it's pushing out, you know, it's it's impossible to make them perfectly airtight. Okay, okay. And so then when the heat goes away, they've deflated a right. little bit. So do think on before you commit. Now, we did ask you to do a little bit of shopping for us yes. and find out some items that you can bring to us. So tell me what you have. <laughs> so every time they come back, they come back better and stronger and more okay. beautiful. Right. So there is some Stunning pieces out there that I came across, particularly a company called Etage Projects. They're a Danish company based in Copenhagen. And oh, they trust have the put together right. know what they're yeah. doing up there, don't they? <laughs> They've put together these sofas and these lamps, and they are so stunning. They're very architecturally, sculpturally beautiful. Um, they have the one I saw was this lovely clear plastic material, but beautiful black edging on it. So really kind of highlighting the inflatability of it. Okay. And they also have lamps, but you're looking at about two grand there. <gasps> so are you going to, you know. Are you kidding? Uh, yeah. Yeah. For an inflatable couch. Here was me thinking this was a low cost option to bring to the listeners. Oh, it is. But, you know, if, if you're <laughs> really grand. invested in the whole inflatable movement, say, then that's It is that's beautiful looking. I mean, if the, if it's your thing at all, it's this stunning. is the best way to go with it. And that piping, it adds it adds a kind of permanence to the piece, you yeah. know. So it's not just blow up and throw it away when the guests come. This is a piece you could have all the time yeah. sitting in your in your living room. Exactly. Okay. Now, okay, well let's climb down off our two grand perch. <laughs> <laughs> If anyone does buy that, please let me know. <laughs> I'd like to meet that person. Um, so off our perch, yeah. So somewhere in the mid-range, still absolutely stunning, but maybe a bit more realistic, depending on who you are, is Mojo Design. Yes. Now this is, um, this. I've had a look at these. They are very, very interesting. Indeed. And actually, these are fun pieces. It's Mojo, M-O-J-O-W. Yes. Yeah. M-O-J-O-W. They are absolutely beautiful. And what I really love about these is they've combined, or they've combined the inflatable piece with a solid base. So they have it sitting on a base of wood or a base of steel because, you know, inflatables are so light. They bounce around the room and you can skid across if you sit down the wrong way. So these are much more stable, much more structurally you know, visually appealing. Yeah. Um, but they run about six fifty. So you're still shelling out a chunk of change you for are. a couch. You mm. are, but I'm thinking with that solid base, 
which is the structure of it. Presumably, if you got bored with the inflatable bit, you could kind of dep- depress yeah. it, stick a pin in it, and go buy a new one. And go buy a new one. <laughs> push it back. Yeah, on stick some thing. cushions on it. You know, whatever you need to do. It is. It's more yeah. solid. So you, yeah. you know, you're yeah. getting you're getting more bang for your buck. I feel. All like right. That. So they're really nice. Okay. Any cheaper options? Okay. My number one favorite. These are my favorite company that I've come across. My new obsession on Instagram is Mini Dip. M I N N I D I P. This is gorgeous. Now, this is what I think of when I think yeah. of inflatables, right? This is like a posh sun lounger yeah. out the back beside your pool. Californian sun yeah. shining on you. They're so <laughs> lovely. They do these gorgeous kind of pastel, bubblegummy kind of colours. Yeah. They have the real kind of retro, you know, rounded uh, kind of bubble looking furniture. So they do the they do loungers, they do couches. That, that's where I want to get my little inflatable. Okay, and of course this stuff room. now is actually blow up. So this it's is a pair of use. So yeah. you could use it kind of for a couple of months in the summer, depress it, stick it in the shed, and then take it out again. But so that's super because and they fall down to nothing. Yeah, yeah, They're brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so prices you get for them that. for about fifty five quid. I mean that is so reasonable. A whole new armchair, a blow up pool, a sun lounger, fifty five quid, and you can put it away whenever you want. Brilliant, I mean, brilliant. Magic. That is mini dip. All yeah. right. I'm not going to say you've quite converted me. <laughs> it's in your head though, isn't it? It's in my head for the garden. Actually, yeah. I'll be honest with you. It's yeah. not the worst thing. Anyway, and it's lovely to have all those colours in it. Yeah, a bit of splash of neon and 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 bright colours out yeah. the back. All right. Now I'm going to give one special mention. Okay. To a very cool company I came across. Which might change your mind, I think, Sinead, on inflatables. And this is inflatable steel furniture. So this is somebody, uh, his name is Oscar Zieta. So Oscar mm-hmm. with a K, Zieta. Um, okay. And he has invented, he's been experimenting, material scientist, with very thin layers of sheet metal. So he's got beautiful copper, almost, you know, not tin foil. So it can, you know, it's, it's thicker than that, but it's yeah. still, you know, very thin. It can take two tons of weight. So no matter oh, who you are, so no matter how many people you're having after over. a big dinner, you'd be grand on it. <laughs> Is that a dig? <laughs> right. Okay, that's what we all need. Really. Yeah. So he has invented a beautiful suite of furniture. Have a look at the plop stool, plop with two peas at the end. Okay. They're absolutely stunning, and they are not quite as you know squeaky and sticky. As right. Okay. Plastics. I will put that up on. Actually, I'm going to get you to put it up because you have been you have yeah. been doing this on your Instagram. It'll which be all is on my Instagram at Workers Cottage. At Workers Cottage on Instagram, and oh, I'm looking at the plop chair now. Isn't okay. it beautiful? Actually, it's kind of a it's a talking point. It is <laughs> because it's metal. It has that lovely reflective surface. Yeah, but because yeah. it's blow up, it's also you know it's probably a slightly different shape every time you blow it up. So it's got a lovely little undulating surface, let's say, which reflects beautifully. I think. Excellent. All right, well, you can have um, pop on Jennifer's uh, Instagram if you want to have a look at those. And uh, thank you so much you for all welcome. of that work on inflatable furniture. The Home Show on News Talk with Colour Trend. Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint. Now, if I was to say to you that we're going to talk about layer cakes and jelly rolls, you'd probably think we're going to do a baking item. Well, you'd be wrong. I'm talking about quilting. And joining me this morning are the Quilting Queens of Ireland, better known as the mother and daughter duo, Maeve and Mary Meany, the owners and founders of the Limerick Quilt Centre. Good morning, ladies. Welcome along to The Home Show. Good morning. Good morning. Now, uh, Maeve, let me start with you. Um, Can you explain to the layperson exactly what quilting involves? It involves putting three layers together, stitching them together to make a quilt. At the top of the quilt, it has usually a lot of work done on it and the back is usually plain. It can be done by machine or it can be done by hand. 
What's the difference quilt. between quilting and patchwork? Do you use well, different the, fabrics? The, no, all 100% cotton. The patchwork is the top and that's what we teach. We teach skills and you need a skills. You need basic skills to make the top. You'll cut the fabric up, you put it back together again in various designs, a lot of them geometric. Now, tell me how you got involved in quilting in the first place. It's a very old tradition in Ireland, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, uh, people my age have been sewn for years and years. But patchwork, I came to patchwork and quilting in the 90s and took to it like a duck to water because textiles, that was my background was in textiles. Mm-hmm. And then I became a founder member of the Quilters Guild of Ireland in the company of 17 other women from north and south. And that organisation is still going. And there's another organisation in Ireland called the Irish Patchwork Society. And that's widespread in Ireland as well. And it it went on from there. Now, let me turn to Maeve, your daughter. Maeve, you are obviously involved in the quilting as well. You picked up your mother's talents. Tell me a little bit about um, how COVID has changed the popularity. Do you find more people are taking up hobbies like quilting? Absolutely. We found since COVID there are so many younger people quilting because for a long time quilting people had the visions of older ladies sitting down by the fire, you know. Mm-hmm. It was for older people. Yeah. But with COVID people had more time and they've they've picked up on the quilting and sewing and it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. It's so great. what kind of people now do quilting in your workshops? Every kind, all sort men, women, children. It, it's for everybody. Everybody can do it. You know, it's a skill that everybody can learn. Can they now? Because now I wouldn't be the best sewer in the world. I'm not sure I would be able to pick it up. Is there some quilting that involves crochet and knitting or is it all done no, by cotton it's squares? all fabric. It's ah. all 100% cotton fabric. And it, you can either use a machine or you are hand stitch. And... It's not like painting where you need a talent as such to be a good painter. You can learn to be a good quilter. Okay, well that's helpful. Anybody can be taught. Anybody can be taught to quilt. Now, I believe modern methods, of course, have intervened as they have in all things. And you don't even need a scissors anymore. You can... No, the tools have all changed. There's rotary cutters and acrylic stencils and rulers it's amazing. It's just the whole, there's a whole set of tools and skills for just patchwork. People are under the assumption if you can sew, you can take up a pencil and you can make a pair of curtains and you can make a patchwork quilt. They're all totally different skills. Mm. What's a rotary cutter now? Because I've I've seen some of these online. Uh, they're, they're an extraordinary piece of kit. They look like a pizza cutter for all the world. Yeah. And what do but they do? They would, they slice the fabric. I mean, slice the fabric and they can slice skin and nails as well. Oh, oh, you know, right. <laughs> you have to use a, uh, what we call a self-healing cutting board because it will cut through wood and it, they're, they're lethal. They're really lethal. It sounds you like you're very, very careful. It sounds like you're speaking from experience, Mary. No, but I've met <laughs> people and I've seen the scars, you know. Oh, right. OK, so danger, dangerous already. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Maeve, let me go back to you. You are doing classes and workshops now, now that kind of everything is back going again. Tell me the kind of things that you can teach, uh, that people can learn in these classes. 
Well, we have one now on Sunday and they're going to make the top of a Christmas armchair quilt. It's a, a quilt about 60 inches by 60 inches and it will do a couch or a Christmas throw or it will do a wall hanging. That's Sunday. And then the following Sunday, we're doing a big 22 inch teddy bear. Oh, that sounds fab. That sounds ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well, it isn't really. It's easier than patchwork, really, because they're dealing with big pieces and, you know, it's 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 OK. It's, it's manageable. And actually, we open that to people who are not quilters. If they can just use a sewing machine, they can make a teddy bear. OK, I'm speaking in the class in the class. I'm speaking yeah. with Maeve and Mary Meany, the owners and founders of the Limerick Quilt Centre here on the Home Show on News Talk. So you have you have groups of people then that meet um, to do this collectively and chit chat, oh, I suppose, and be sociable while you're while you're doing your quilting. And what happens is they're mixed. So you, the the people with less experience learn from the more experienced. People are very giving with their knowledge. Mm. You know, it, it it's a very open sharing community okay. really I suppose and are you finding then that people who uh, who do that have uh, like they've come to it from a background of, of hobbies maybe sewing or whatever or, or do you have people who are completely new to it and, and picking it up from scratch well particularly through COVID now we've started our beginners classes again and some people have come and they didn't even have a sewing machine have never sat at a sewing machine which right. someone who grew up with somebody always sewing in the house and mm. my grandmother, Maeve's mother, would have always sewed. To me, that's just astounding, like that there wouldn't be a sewing machine in, in the house. With Christmas coming up now on the horizon, if somebody wanted to get interested in quilting or, or what to do, what are the basics that you need to do it? Is it is it patches of fabric? Is it a sewing kit? Uh, could you put those together and maybe give them to somebody? Well, the basic kit would be a mat cutter ruler and a sewing machine. And then you would, I always say, decide on who you're giving the quilt to because that will determine the colour. Mm-hmm. And so then fabric... Or, Quilters buy fabric generally in quarter yards and you would use maybe 24 quarter yards to make a quilt. But you would start with three or four or six and you would start with the basic blocks and you'd make those up. You'd move on to or you could go back to your cut goods as well, your your layer cakes and jelly rolls. You could use those. <laughs> now, tell me, uh, you mentioned, I mentioned that at the beginning, the, the, the jelly rolls. What yeah. is that? There's a, a, a an American fabric company, and they invented all of this, and it's yeah. their it's their intellectual stuff, really. And they produce miles. You'd go to a trade fair, and you could be they could show you forty ranges of fabric, and they then cut that fabric into packs of ten inch squares. Okay, all right, or, and and they get, then they get a name to kind of reflect the the yeah, pattern in so, it or the color. Yeah. So if this now that I have in my hand is called Songbook by Fancy That would be the designer. So okay. there's 40 fabrics in that. Then there's a jelly roll of the same thing with 42 and a half inch strips. Now that is where modern quilting helps the beginner because the fabric is all cut off for them. All right. And you will get every kind of a pattern and an instruction on YouTube. So and we sell quite a few of these layer cakes and jelly rolls. Indeed. And very basic patterns okay. serve these. All right. Well, let me then ask you if people are interested in taking up quilting or finding out more about it, uh, where can they go um, to get more information from you? Our phone number 
is 086-1069-068. Our website is www.limerickquiltcenter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Twitter. You're on everything. And All right. That's where you ha- that's where you should be because you want to display this fabulous stuff. And yes. can I yes. can I thank you for your contribution? You're just the experts. There's no doubt about it. You're across this completely. The quilting queens of Ireland, Maeve oh, and sure. Mary Meany. <laughs> And thank you for having us. No problem at all. That's Mary. Thanks very much. Bye, bye, bye. Mind yourself. Bye, bye. The Home Show on News Talk with Colour Trend. Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint. Now, I am delighted. Am I laughing again? Already? I don't know. You're laughing already. <laughs> we wanted to cover this last week and we didn't get around to it. Uh, welcome, Roisin Murphy, hey. to the home show. Lovely to be here. And we wanted to contact, we wanted to talk about something, but we didn't get around to it. So take a listen to this, folks, and see can you guess what it is? This is why we're always laughing. <laughs> <laughs> A banging tune. It is, it is. Sophie Ellis yeah. Baxter. Murder on the, the dance, dance floor. floor. Now, you probably don't have a dance floor in your kitchen, but what you possibly may have is Lino. Yes. Roisin, I can't believe this is making a comeback. This well, is Mac's 70s sticky floor to me. Yeah, well, like, I have to say, I there's you see, there's two words. There's vinyl and Lino. Okay, so vinyl is the sticky dance floor. And that one, actually, in fairness to it, it's a very economical, affordable flooring that people love. It can be a very good temporary floor. It is coming in ranges of patterns and all sorts of things that you wouldn't believe. It looks like a wood floor when it goes down. But there's also, Mm. I think, with the real thing is called linoleum. And now linoleum is a really good carbon neutral product. It's made from linseed, wax... Um, they put it all now. It used to be one of these ones where you'd see the giant machines come in with the three the three polishers like a, like a shamrock leaf, and you'd see it in hospitals. It's a very very good yeah. antibacterial floor, and it smells great. It has that kind of waxy linseed. Yeah, smell. because it does. It cleans really easily, I and mean, yeah. you can see the the. Um benefit of it in the kitchens of the 60s and 70s where it must have appeared revolutionary. You throw a mop over it, everything's clean and, and no shiny. And marks, no, no wear and it can tear. come in so many different patterns. And colours. We have so many options that are really stylish now and I'm just wondering, is anybody actually still <laughs> buying strips of lino and sticking it down? Well, I think lino is, is always going to be there because of its price point. Okay. okay? okay. And it's Fair. easy to put in and there's no installation. You can buy a roll and put it down yourself and cut it to yourself. I don't like plastics. They're not for me. But I do, I was looking at the floor and I was thinking a bit like the dance floor thing. I was going, 
I'd forgotten about marmoleum, as it's known in the trade, or linoleum. I'd forgotten about this really old-fashioned floor. Marmoleum. Marmoleum. Okay. Now, it's it's known kind of broadly as linoleum, but we call vinyl lino, so it gets very confusing. Oh, right. So okay. we tend to call it marmoleum. But I like it because it has a... It's very, it's, it's, it's very, very good It's in, in terms of carbon, and that we're all talking about that with the Climate Action Week and everything. It's all about when you... I am surprised yeah. to hear that, because when I see and think of lino, I'm thinking plastic. You're thinking of the plastic yeah. one. The plastic one has no, it's okay. not a great flag bearer for the so environment. So Marloni, Mar- 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 I like it. <laughs> We're not going to be able to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that product is, uh, so that's the up-to-date made new friendly version. Yeah, no, it's not. It is a completely different one. I'll get you on this one yet. You're in a hospital, right? If you, imagine the rotunda. Where do you have your babies? Oh, Hollow Street. Oh, yeah. Do, oh, it's on the floor. The same. I know it was that, that kind of, That okay. is Marmoleum, right? Okay. But lino, so much firmer. It's a firmer, no curly it's a wax, edges. no curly yeah. edges and yeah. it's welded and seamed in and you can bring it up the skirting. So it make, the reason it was so popular is because also you can really, it's, it's, it's a very clean finish. Mm. Whereas Lino is the plastic one that's sticky. Yeah. So yeah. it's your think bedsit. Marmoleum. Grand. Marmoleum. Okay. And you can buy that now. And you, you can, can buy it in a range those ranges from 20 euros up. You can get it in a thing called a click flooring system, which is the squares, which is like it comes on a kind of a bed of um, insulation and cork. Now, cork flooring is also having a moment again. Now, shockingly. Yeah, shockingly, because I'll tell you why, in my limited knowledge, yeah. I'm immediately thinking it's such a porous substance. Well, that all those drips and drabs. They have a new seal on it. Okay. They've now put seals on it. They've also done fake, I have to say, they've done fake wood cork floors. Because cork is warm as well. It adds that insulation. You can actually use cork board as an insulation, mm. say for period houses or for, you know, for soundproofing. Cork is absolutely fantastic. But again, it's another recycled material with very low temperatures like in comparison to something like ceramics okay. or the so engineering. you can imagine the natural insulation yes, nearly but yeah. it's a really good environmental product they actually say it has what that, that thing is where it's give, it gives back to nature because it's so renewable mm. so a rubber flooring as well is another um, very good carbon um, carbon okay. neutral one and you won't break glasses when you drop them. no but the only <laughs> thing about rubber those of us who were around on our first rodeo in the 90s <laughs> this really is the dance floor talk it, it was really difficult to keep clean it was very, they hadn't, they hadn't gotten good at cleaning floors. So I'm not sure it was, Dal Souple was the product we all used and it came in these very bi- vibrant sherbet colours and all sorts of mad colours. Mm. And rubber flooring comes from the tree. But it was, that it's an a- absolutely beautiful product. But again, it, we're hoping, they used to come in tiles, but we're hoping that they've upgraded the finishes. They all have seals on them now, so you don't have that problem cleaning them. Okay, well, if anybody out there still has the lino down or has gone for marmoleum <laughs> linoleum or, or rubber or cork <laughs> do let us have a picture of it because actually I'd love to see a modern emanation of it I, I have yeah. seen the click the click stuff which is really yeah, I've used click before and I have it in my kitchen and I really like and it and it can be just look like wood or whatever you want well, really this one or looks tiles like I, t- I made a big giant uh, tile pattern but it's warm and has an insulation mm. quality so there mm. is that thing where you're going you know this thing of the passive house I keep talking about it where the idea is you've no heating turned on so no, everything is everything about, gets contained yes, and actually and there's your you don't even need the underfloor heating yes, there's your floor heating yeah. right there okay well send us in a picture if you want to the home show at newstalk.com we'll have a look at them later on and I'll throw the I'll throw the more interesting ones up on Twitter at Sinead underscore Ryan after the show. Now, um, I was talking at the top of the show about, you know, it being back to school mm. time. All the kids are back Halloween, Christmas. And of course, it is rife for the old art projects coming oh, home from the school. And, you know, 
there's this, <laughs> I'm firmly of the view, there's this first baby syndrome thing about it because the first child that's out <laughs> gets the whole fridge, half the kitchen wall, pictures given to granny, framed for auntie, you know, put on a plinth for godmother. And actually, by the time you get to the third child, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, it's art. Throw it out. <laughs> it's all right. It's not a great hand painting. <laughs> but terrifying. So, I know, I know but your isn't, daughter's art. She's there. I hope you're throwing tomatoes at the radio, uh, Ashling. And actually, now that we are here, I know you bring us in an object of design every week and I'm going to spot what you bring me in. I'm going to show you oh, something. No. Right? Here we go. Here we oh, it's go, in a right? Brent Thomas bag. I this in. <laughs> Now, you're going to describe this. <laughs> for right, okay, first of all, she had a brawn Thomas bag over oh, that this. Was the, that was the pretendy bit. Absolutely beautiful round tower. No, lighthouse. Sorry, lighthouse. Lighthouse. Looks like a soother on top. Lighthouse. It is made on a paper plate, an inverted paper plate, and a small bit of what I would say is um, papier mache or not papier mache. It used to be the the clay that you moulded and it has a little light. <laughs> and it's absolutely beautiful. It's obviously one of your children's. That, is, that was made. <laughs> 23 oh, years ago. And you've kept it. <laughs> you are so cute. And my daughter, I keep it in my office oh. and every time I do a Zoom or a webinar, my daughter says, Mum, will you take that down? No, don't. It's awful. It's so beautiful. I it have is some... one of the very yeah. few things that yeah. I've actually kept from their childhood. You know, the pressed painting oh, so and all cute. the bits and goo-gaws that come home. Oh. I bet you you who have made that? No, that the, was my daughter, daughter, Ashling, who has now become uh, a graphic designer yeah. and web developer and all that kind of I thing. I so have... The art... Arted out. I have kept uh, a couple of penguins in a boat. I've kept a whole range of miniature fr- uh, fruit and vegetable from my uh, daughter who made the th- who makes the absolute tiny art. I've never seen. If you, you can make art, she'd make a small one that would fit into a little matchbox. Yeah. And um, I've kept. I have to say, I have a football fanzine that my eldest son made. <laughs> I was like prized and so he was huge Arsenal United fan. But he was like he realised the skills were a little bit borderline, so he was going straight into the journalistic. Thing and started commentating I've kept the videos of them doing brilliant the, you know the commentaries for the three and here's Arsenal Wenger he's coming up the inside <laughs> when he knew I was working on the station with off the ball he was like wow okay so I've kept them but I, I okay so also, here's the wider yes. question okay. we, we all keep the bits and bobs right? we don't keep all of it it migrates its way back some out of the house some people don't I know but this is the thing some yeah. people don't and what and I'm going to kind of talk also about whatever the kids your own kids who you absolutely love with all your heart you, me love you a little bit more tonight. I'm sorry I really do I'll so throw a picture well of it up on Twitter alright oh, I'll have to embarrass my daughter yeah. but the other stuff okay yeah. so we're going to talk about where to display yes. them and what to keep but the other stuff I'm thinking about is do you know when like your neighbours or your sister goes away on holidays and brings you back here's a souvenir from Turkey or a plate from Spain and you're like oh my god God. I'm not putting that anywhere near my house Roisin Give us the what do we do with that? Be agony and here for our stuff. Our well, this, in fairness, this is what we do in the show. We have so many collectibles from people or things that people come back and people do collect stuff. Home like, rescue, they're hoarding they're stuff. Hoarding stuff, but they will t- like a like a teapot, somebody's teapot collection, and then they'll bring you back a teapot. Some of it becomes very valuable. Believe it or not, collectibles can become very vegetables. Anything in form of vegetable, a cabbage leaf for a potato is actually quite valuable, apparently. But I remember exactly the same thing, saving up and buying my mother's little trinket box. And eventually she persuaded me to take it back from one holidays. I was like, I've saved up to get this. She was like, you know what? You have that. 
But I do remember. And here's a ton of stuff to put yeah, in. And I remember my house. mother also very cleverly, if somebody gave her something, she'd like, oh, do you, you love it, don't you? You'd like it. Oh, though to te- now there that is, is the, a great line. There is the ultimate way to dispose of it. Okay. That's your re-gifting that you go, line. You're re-gifting or you send to charity. You know what I mean? Or the other thing is you get a beautiful cabinet and you put it in there. Now, I think you can collect an awful lot of stuff that you don't like. Okay, so my thing is I have a cabinet. I have the display cabinet in the bathroom. Now, it sounds funny. Oh, you've made an an eclectic, ironic thing, have you? Yes, Sinead. (laughs) Yes, an eclectic, (laughs) ironic. I love that. Yes, I have. I have. And so I put people can ponder your bits while they're. They can ponder the bits while they're doing the bits. But also it means that you have things, say, I am a bit of a collector. So I will have things like different array of candlesticks that I'll use for various times during the... I'm terrible. You can always nip up and get them then if you need them for something. But the thing is, the bathroom, it's a big cabinet that I got from one of the neighbours. I've had to to put a bar on me receiving stuff like this from the neighbours. So I've had like no more... Because everybody thinks, oh, there's Roisin Murphy now down the road. She loves this thing I found in a Portuguese market. You find a neighbour like me is the best bet or like a real person who loves things. The other thing, car boot sales... I'm going to advise like car boot sales are a great way to get rid of stuff. But at the same extent, um, that's what I, I, I'm there. I'm at a loss when it comes to stuff. That's your kids. OK, stuff. so so Roisin's rules. Keep the kids stuff. All right. Yeah. Make a box. Keep it on the top of the wardrobe and whatever. No, no, uh, no. no, oh, no it. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> on the mantelpiece it goes. I have to say, all I have of it. it. No, I have a cake tin for some of the precious plastic. years of A crap. cake tin. You know, those stupid things you get like multiple cake yeah, tins yeah, or something like yeah. that. And I gel a loss and take cake tin. I have all of the little okay. figurines that my kids okay. made. All right. And I, I do. I know. In case people think I'm really an awful mother. I She's do not. have a shoe box of stuff, but that one is just, I don't know why it's special. And I, I also put all the kids art in the bathroom as well. I have a special, yeah. I think keep the kids art, keep one piece. The other thing that's really lovely, I'm going to go all hog here out, is a page of writing because not all kids make art. Sometimes they will write an amazing story. Quite right. Yeah, that's a fabulous thing to keep with all the bad spellings and the funny writing I'll go and all further. that. I'll go further, right? You paper the inside of a deep picture frame with their writings Right, particularly ones that are talking about an event you might have done. We went into town and we saw Santa and there he was. And you put one of the figurines in this. Oh, isn't so you that get a super idea? But they look incredible. They go from being the the kind of not so sure art to absolutely beautiful. So you get those. So it's a really good way to repurpose, but to make a really beautiful thing for your home. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's I really nice. That. I've done, I've done okay. it. I mean, the only thing is you have to keep, when they when they find that the copybook that you've kept, they, my kids would be, Mortal. Pardon? <laughs> they're a bit mortified. They're a bit yeah. mortified, but no, they're not now because you yeah. read. But the stories are fantastic. They're yeah. those ones. I think the ones best ones are the ones written in third and fourth class because their world, their worlds are still wide open. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And you find things that they say that you never say. I remember my youngest uh, going in. He was doing the news in school uh, in, in oh, yes. junior infants yeah. or something or senior infants it must have been and he came back and uh, all 30 children had yeah. copied into their copy book we went to Scotland for the weekend we stayed in a holiday inn because it was cheap <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing I love it but it is okay, but Andrew thing. could you have mentioned like the, the <laughs> Edinburgh the... Castle and the sword fighting <laughs> exhibition we saw and those little shops that we went into along that, along the no, Royal Mile no no, no but we stayed in the Holiday Inn <laughs> I have to say as well there is a story that somebody on the production team here uh, brought back their, their parents a, a photograph of them on an ashtray 
that, that apparently it's our producer's waving his hands. It was him. I couldn't believe it. Just, Just a cigarette into their face. And nobody in the house smoked. <laughs> right. Okay. Listeners, I, you probably can't top that. But if you yes. can, pop into the home show at newstalk.com. And uh, I will put up uh, my uh, daughter's uh, phallic lighthouse on and Instagram. At I will. Ryan 100. And I'll put up my lovely, the printed work of my eldest do, son do, and do, his that'll be much nicer. That'll be much nicer. Okay. No, both. We now, do. I'm Roshan um, Murphy Architect if you're looking for Roshan me. Murphy Architect, right. And Sinead Ryan 100. Now, uh, objective design. Objective design. design. Okay, this. I got right. gifted this because I was in judging Ooh. the nice Ballymun Regeneration, the Discovery Centre are doing an yes. upcycling project. Yes. A really national one. Fascinating things and I was really gobsmacked by some oh, of the talent. Oh, this is so and pretty. And then they this to me and say thank you for coming in, Roshan. This is so pretty. Yeah. So it, this is a very uh, traditional product. Uh, it is um, a Catalan planter, platter from Island Willow in Wexford. Uh, uh, Trish and platters. David there. Far now, from that we the were re- up. They right. come and do classes and they do lots of exhibitions around um, Ballymun and the Regeneration Centre and also Botanics. But the reason I wanted you to look at that is one, it's a Catalan platter, but also the little knots on the end of it. They're absolutely beautiful. And actually, we had on Sarah Miller, who was CEO of that yes. uh, Ballymun, Ballymun Regeneration. And she was, a, she was a great guest. Loads of stuff going on over there. Courses. and It's extraordinary. It's, it's, a, it's, it's really good. But what I love about this is this is a bit of hybrid. Like we've had, I've brought baskets in here to you before. Mm. But and but what I love about this, this is a Catalan. It is not Irish. It is a traditional uh, platter. Oh, I see. From, um, it's beautiful. Uh, the Iberian Peninsula. and But it also has this thing called a Japanese rose knot on the end which I particularly mm. like because you can see the willow is just the expression of those knots are lovely. It's because it's so pliable willow yes. isn't it really yeah. and and it, they've made they've twisted it around the end this is a, a wooden plate but they've twisted it on the handles into yeah. a kind of a rose knot absolutely pretty. Okay. And the big ambition I know you've been following my build right but the big ambition this year is going to be I saw on their Instagram feed it's very interesting is to build I have a load of bamboo growing I want to see if I can build a bamboo uh, shed I okay. am going for it I'm thinking I'm not buying a shed I'd be six weeks waiting so this is my new build Right. the kitchen's nearly finished <laughs> off to the shed you're never happy no <laughs> no Sinead alright well we will definitely pay a visit out to the bamboo shed when that's made hope you're putting a bar in it <laughs> Roisin Murphy thank you again for joining us on the home show and you can have a look at that Catalan platter it's absolutely lovely yeah, it is lovely um, on uh, Roisin's Instagram Roisin Murphy Architect and I'm afraid that's all we have time for today folks if you'd like to get involved in the show have a question for Roisin a topic you'd like to hear us cover especially as we are coming up to the festive season then don't forget you can drop us a text at any time on 53106 or email the show at the home show at newstalk.com and don't forget to check out our podcast on the Newstalk website which is powered by Go Loud thank you to the production team Garrett Mulhall Peter Malloy was on sound up next Anton Savage will be going behind the scenes at the Aviva Stadium ahead of Ireland's match against the All Blacks today and you know where I'll be in the stadium so we might wave at each other I cannot wait uh, come on Ireland have a great weekend The Home Show on News Talk with Colour Trend. Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint.